Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and today we have a special guest host on the program, Pastor Brian Lennertz. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd like to personally invite you to attend Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We have two services on Sunday. The first is at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m. You can attend either. The usual COVID-19 protocols will be in place for each, and we do have a live stream during our 9 a.m. service, which you can find at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, in the absence of Pastor Walton, Pastor Ken Keith will be preaching. To begin our harvest time, let's welcome Pastor Brian Leonards. Hi, Pastor Brian. Well, thank you, Chris. It's exciting to be back here. I'm not a stranger to the show, but it's been a long time. And uh, we're trusting that today will be a great time. I have the privilege here of being with a longtime friend and colleague, Joe Sarney. Joe, welcome to the program. Thanks. Good to be here. Now, Joe has quite the history here at Harvest, and we watch the Lord use him in, in many different ways. But for many of the listeners, they might not know who you are, Joe. So can you tell us a little bit about you, kind of your upbringing, and then transition that into what did the Lord do to bring you over to Harvest? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. So I've been out here for this April will be seven years. It goes by, it goes by fast. It feels like yesterday when I first arrived on Guam. So what I do here at Harvest is I uh, do video production. So I work with Pastor Ken Keith and AV, Ray's Romo, Ben Middlebrook, and uh, a lot of my um, job revolves around the live events. So the Sunday services, the midweek service, and then various school school events like graduation and uh, commencement, but also promotional videos too, just various promotions that we do for the the church with upcoming events and the school as well. So I've been out here, like I said, for seven years. And uh, what brought me out here was, it's kind of a long story. So I've been editing and filming video really for a long time, ever since I was a kid. I got a camera when I was 13 years old and what I would do is I'd always just, you know, go around school filming my friends, just do fun videos, just do a lot of home home uh, family videos too. Um, and, and I just loved it. It was just like a fun hobby of mine. What we would do is uh, I would give my cousins just like sticks, like wooden sticks, and we'd pretend to be like, uh, like lightsaber battles and everything. Like we'd have the sound effects and it, w- it was fun. But I didn't think anything really would come of it. But uh I tried a couple other careers. You know, I dabbled in the medical field. I was a nurse's assistant for four years, and um, and that was a that was a fun job. But uh, I I really just during that time I just kept on making videos. One of my old friends from New Hampshire. I went to a church called Trinity in New Hampshire, and uh, he said, "Oh, you should help us with a series for Sunday school for the children's program." So we did like a fun series, and. Uh, Basically, I, I got plugged in with a lot of just various uh, things at the church when it comes to video. And then I met a guy named Ethan Yui, and he at the time was the AV director at Trinity. He got me plugged in. I wanted to learn AV, so Sunday mornings I'd be running Pro Presenter. That's the program we use to do the lyrics. And I got plugged in with that, and I just loved it. It was awesome being involved. And um, he said, you know, you're pretty good. You know, you should um, consider applying at Harvest. And I'm like, Harvest, where is that? He's like, oh, it's on Guam. I'm like, Guam? I, 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 where, I've heard of Guam, you know, you know, history in World War II. I've heard of Guam, but where is that? 
So long story short, he said, oh, you should apply. You should consider applying. So I did. And then I just kept on uh, working at Trinity as a volunteer at an AV. And yeah, long story short, here I am. And I've been out here ever since. Yeah, it's amazing to think it's only been seven years. It feels like I've known <laughs> you forever, and uh, I've watched the Lord use you in, in many different ways. You've obviously been given a gift um, with what you can do with video, and we're going to get to some of that in a little bit here. But since you've been out on Guam, I, I've watched you in various other ministries. What type of ministries have you been involved in at Harvest? What areas do you just love to serve in? When I first got out here, I didn't pick up too many extra ministries. The first year, I just wanted to focus on learning the job. So I, I mainly did the, you know, the evening services um, for Wednesday nights. That's usually the time when you do ministry. I did that for AV. But then later, about a year later, I started getting involved in Children to Christ, C2C. And I did that for, I, I want to say it was three or four years. It, it all it all blurs together. But I love that. That was great. And it was fun just interacting with the kids, getting to focus with each of them one-on-one, get to know them, um, learn learn about Christ through God's Word together. And uh, that was a great ministry to be involved in. And uh, actually, it's funny that you asked that because as of today when we're recording this, I'm going to be helping out with Heart for Christ my first time doing that. Pastor Ken asked me, hey, can you help out with Heart for Christ this year? We could use a little extra help. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we'll see how that goes, but yeah, I'll be starting that tonight. Now, I, I know Joe. Joe's a discipler, too. He um, has a group of uh, young boys he's been investing time in. And how long have you been doing a Bible study with that group? Yeah, so it's uh, a lot of the middle schoolers. We've been doing it since September 2019, and it's, it's been great. Uh, Jet and I, we started it together, and we got—it's not a big group. We got, like, uh, I would say around eight, eight middle schoolers, eight— well, now they're eighth graders, I guess, Eight, uh, eighth grade and ninth graders um, that are involved in it. And it's been great. We had to switch to Zoom most of last year, of course, with the pandemic. But still, it's just great to interact with them every Friday. And, and, and what we do is we focus on one verse and we keep it simple. We focus on one verse and we read it through it. And then we ask four questions after we after we go through the verse. We say, what does this verse tell us about God? And then what does this verse tell us about people is the second question. Third question is, what does this verse tell us about relating to God? And then what does this verse tell us about relating to others? And just those four simple questions really gets a lot of feedback. It's more of a conversation than just like a Sunday school type teaching session. So it's, it's been great doing that with the boys. Now, one thing I love about Joe, when you look at Ephesians 4 and you're seeing this picture where God gives gifted people to the church for ministry, God's gifted you in video, and we've watched that over the years. But as you're behind that desk and you're working away and putting in long hours, how have you seen, maybe there's a boy or a girl listening in, and they're thinking, okay, maybe I'm not good at this or this or this, but I'm good at this. How can you take what you're good at and translate that over into service to the Lord? How have you taken something that you've enjoyed? You said you, you know, when you're 13, you're playing with sticks out there taking videos, and now you fast forward and you're using it for the Lord. How have you seen that come into play in your life? Yeah, well, I would just recommend if anyone's interested in serving in the Lord and in, in just any visual media aspect is just first just have fun you know just just make videos for me it started with just youtube and i had like a youtube channel back when i was a teen 
and just made fun videos. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I felt challenged. One of my friends said, um, you need to, you know, your videos are great, but position them towards something that matters. Not saying that, you know, making fun fight videos doesn't matter, but use it for God's glory in light of eternity. So then I started um, talking around to people at church. I'm like, hey, the free video guy here, can I get involved in any way? And, um, and doing that, just doing project after project and just spending time, investing time in the church and whatnot, that's really how you get better. Just keep at it, and God will do the rest. Now, with your ability in video, I know that particular field has, has changed in the last couple of years, particularly everything with COVID. How have you seen the media of video change over the last year and its importance, particularly for gospel ministry and in local church ministry? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, for sure, COVID definitely gave me job security. <laughs> Everything is now online and, and in digital form. But I would say, you know, video, you can reach. There really isn't a, a limit to how many people uh, you can reach with video. The way everything is uh, in this day and age, you post a video online and there's no telling how many people can watch it and hear, and hear the message. So knowing that, video is very important when it comes to spreading the gospel. For sure. And uh, in, this, in this day and age, especially in light of the pandemic, where a lot of us just have to stay home, um, we, we can't uh, go out. And when we do go out, we got to be cautious, of course. Video, I, f- I feel like the church in general all over the world is embracing video more. And um, I, I don't know, for me, I, I like, since we're out here on Guam, it's going to be, uh, well, what less? I think it's like Sunday evenings our time to Monday mornings our time when um, a lot of the churches in the states go live on Facebook. So I kind of like now it's like every church that I follow is doing live videos on Facebook, at least. It's, it's just a thing that started up really last year, and it's from the big churches and the small churches. So for me, I just think it's cool. I mean, like there's unlimited Christian resources out there. I would say that's even more more so now than it was, say, uh, you know, in 2019. Yeah, I, I've watched you over the years, and you've adapted, and your videos have changed somewhat. How do you feel that you've changed in your ability to make videos, or how do you stay kind of relevant to what's communicating? Obviously, we know the gospel is what changes lives, and, and we want to get into the people's doors through their desktops or their phones and communicate in any ways we can. What do you do to kind of stay relevant to follow, you know, what churches are doing or things mm-hmm. that that better equip us to reach people? Yeah, a lot of times I purposely look at what other churches are doing just to get ideas. That could be anything from just like a motion graphic style, like how are they communicating the gospel? I mean, obviously we can't change the gospel. The gospel is the gospel. I mean, it's it's true. But we can change how it's presented, in a sense. You know, we can't change the food, but we can change the plate the food is served on. We can have it presented nice. So a lot of times with video, that's what we do. Um, Whether that be uh, animations, motion graphics, just different styles when it comes to interviewing. And uh, I I get ideas mainly through just searching, searching to see what other churches are doing, like I said, big and small, and uh, just taking it for what it is. A lot of times when I go to the States um, to, to visit my family, like I said, I'm from New Hampshire, I'll go to a couple different churches and just see what they're doing too when it comes to audiovisual, when it comes to AV. I'll talk to the AV guys usually after the service, just see their setup, 
write down notes, get some ideas. And it can be simple ideas from like uh, a different font for the, the, the music on the projectors on Sunday mornings. Or it could be, oh, here's a good resource that has uh, free Christian media resources too. So that's one of the things I do just to stay relevant is just search different churches, just see what they're doing, and just kind of like picking and choosing some ideas to see what would work here at Harvest. Now, I'm sure listening in, we have a couple boys and girls that are thinking, man, that sounds awesome. Like, I would love to do that or to get involved. If you were to give some tips to say to someone, you know, this is how you would get from here to there, what would you encourage them to do or or softwares or programs or or just some tips that you could go back to your old 13-year-old self and (laughs) said, I wish someone would have told me this then. Yeah, I I would recommend just, just experiment and have fun. Anyone really can be a, a videographer or, or a filmmaker these days because uh, you can just use your, your, your iPhone, your Android phone, any smartphone that has a camera, now you can make videos off of. And there's a lot of free resources out there too, free uh, video editing apps and software that you can download and, and just dabble with and have fun. That's what I'd recommend, just trying it out and seeing what works for you, what doesn't work. You know, sharing it with your family, your friends, your parents, and and just making a fun hobby of it. Uh, if you told thirteen year old Joe when I first got my my camera that I'd be on the other side of the world doing video production, I would be I would be shocked to say the least. I mean, each step God just leads you, and and just enjoy it. Just make it a fun hobby. It's it's better to have a passion to learn, a passion to just make fun videos. That's more important, I would say, than skill. Skill comes. You just, you just learn what works and what doesn't work. That comes. Don't focus too much, or don't worry, I should say, too much about, about not having your skill set. But develop a passion and a, and a desire. If this is what you want to do, just keep on making videos. Now, I, I was actually watching one of your older videos today. I think you <laughs> oh, posted <no. laughs> one up. And, and you've come a long way, but I was pretty impressed at that video from probably 13-year-old Joe. I think yeah, you know yeah. you naturally had a gift, and, and you've been using it for the Lord in a lot of different ways. I one, two final questions for you. I was thinking about this. You get a lot of jobs given to you. For those who aren't familiar with uh, Joe's job, he, he does a lot of videos for HCA, for Harvest ba- Harvest Christian Academy and then Harvest Baptist Church. And your job is to take a lot of times other people's visions and put them into video. And mm-hmm. we've joked around a lot, a lot about this. I mean, ev- I do it all the time. I'll say, hey, just, you know, spice it up or, or do <laughs> Make this. it pop. Make it pop. Yeah, we've <laughs> used that, that word a lot. But it's a very tricky thing is to take someone else's vision. How do you maintain you know, when you get a job given to you, and most of these jobs are with the background of, of trying to reach people for the Lord or, or impact people in their Christian faith, how do you take that when it's someone else's vision handed over to you and to care for that properly, to communicate it in a way um, that the Lord's glorified? How, what does it look like kind of from start to finish that process for you? Sure. Well, uh, a lot of times what I start with is I ask a couple questions to um, the client, right? Uh, whether that's the, the church or the academy or the college, I'll say, uh, wh- what is the goal of the video? Or what is your desired response from the viewer? And then uh, then I'll ask, you know, who is your targeted audience? Who is the viewer? So, and then I write all this stuff down, you know, just get, just get some ideas. 
And then um, sometimes the client will have specific ideas and goals that they want. And other times it's like, hey, here's my here's my desired response. So um, say like with, with a church event, oh, I want to have a uh, invitation. I want people to want to come to this event or this series or or, uh, or or you know something like that. So then what I do is I just uh, just make a bunch of ideas, you know, like uh, mock up uh, three or four ideas, and then say, oh, here's some ideas. Which one do you want to do? And then the client they'll pick one. And then we just go to uh, idea generation, you know, like just generating different ideas um, to communicate this goal, uh, say like it's an pr- event promotion, right? Um, and then eventually the visual stage comes and you do storyboarding and, and get the different shots and angles and, and, and whatnot. But that's usually the, the steps when it comes to uh, creating video. And I, I tend to be a perfectionist, which is good and bad. Um, a lot of times I'll spend hours and hours on a short, what, 30-second video. But I remember one of my friends in the States said to me, um, you know, sweat the small stuff and big stuff happens. So pay attention to the details because that's what can set you apart, um, make, like raise the production quality of the video as well. So now my last question, Joe, um, obviously – the times have been changing. We've been in this COVID world for a long time and video is becoming more and more important. How do you personally see the media of um, video changing over the next five, 10 years and its importance? Do you see it's something that's going to decrease or increase? Um, how are you looking at the future? Yeah, well, I think um, at least speaking from the church's perspective, I, I feel like the church will keep a live presence um, what I mean by live presence is uh, like a, a live video on the internet presence um, because you can reach a lot more people than say the 100 um, members or 100 people in the auditorium um, however, however many uh, people are there at the church to an unlimited amount of numbers and I think people are realizing that churches are realizing that especially this past year and uh and granted, you know, you want the focus, of course, to be the people in in the room. You know, the, the I guess that would be the live people in the room. But have a camera set up too, and just hit record and have it connected to a computer with Facebook Live. It's not, you know, you don't have to have a complex setup. It can be just a simple one set camera too. So, from the big churches that spend, you know, a lot of money on 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 an AV budget to a small church, I, I feel like video is going to play a key role from here on out when it comes to ministry. Yeah, I I get to see it a little bit from the other end of things. Um, as I work with our, our guest services here at Harvest, uh, we've been having numerous people that we've seen uh, the Lord impact through media, our live streams over this season of COVID. And as things are getting a little bit seemingly better on the island and more people are coming out to church, we're seeing a lot of these people who were tuning into live stream and now they're coming out and we're realizing that there is an online presence that we're able to reach some people that that weren't coming through our doors before. And we're finding out a lot of people are tuning in, they're curious, they're a little bit reluctant to step foot in the door right away. So they're, they're giving it a try in the sense of seeing our live stream. And not only that, 
but we get guest cards every week. And it's amazing to me because we're getting guest cards from all over the world. We're getting That's awesome. people in Africa, in Canada. And I'm like, how do they even hear about us? <laughs> but the Lord's using it. And as people are sharing it and able to reach so many different people. And Joe, it's been a joy to have you here. I've watched the Lord use you over the years. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do with you in the future. I know you're a hot commodity on Guam with your skill set. I'm so thankful that you've made decisions to give that to the Lord and allow him to use that in your life. But we would like to just welcome you over to Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. Um, as Chris has mentioned, um, our services are at 9 and 11 a.m. Sunday morning. We're excited to hear Pastor Ken Keith share uh, that morning on the topic of the gospel. And whether you're one of those curious that has been tuning in a little bit, whether you're going to tune in through live stream or come on in through the doors, we're excited for a gospel message that's either going to challenge the faith of those who trust in the Lord or, or be a challenge to someone who hasn't really made that decision yet. We, we trust it will be a great Sunday. We encourage you to invite your friends. But we're thankful for you to be with us this Sunday morning. And Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. We've already invited you to Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. Of course, the regular COVID-19 protocols will be in place. Remember, we do have that live stream service during our 9 a.m. time together. 9 a.m. on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org, or find us at Harvest Baptist Church on Facebook. This week, in the absence of Pastor Walton, as Pastor Brian mentioned, Pastor Ken Keith will be preaching. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time. Mm-hmm.